Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Greetings and salutations. How's everybody doing today? It is time for another Hard Rock Lunchbox. Yep, I can't believe it either. Here we are in year nine, still doing this stupid show, which honestly says a lot more about you than it does about me, but probably a lot more about me. Awesome. Everything sounds weird today. What, uh, what's going on? <laughs> Some, something's different. You, did you get a limb? Little monsters ain't there. Um, I think my sound's all messed up because I was working on new material this week, and that tends to screw everything up. And I moved everything out of the way because, like, you know, I'm just like out of here. I'm creating now. Now I create like. And then I just kind of move everything away. I was actually doing a lot of stuff. I had a new song I was working on. Uh, I was able to do some vocals to that, um, voicing an audio drama part. I had that. Uh, I will say my trusty recording studio portable laptop is getting a lot of work. And it did not expect that, I'm sure. Because that was not the plan when I got it. It was like, yo, dude, I can't do extra work today. I was like, too bad, man. Suck it up, elite book, or whatever the hell you are. Yeah, elite book. You're going to be doing that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, here we are back back at it again, as uh, Jeremy would say. And um, I got to tell you, I've had this, uh, not that you asked, thank you, very little, uh, but I've had this headache for, I think, two. it's definitely at least the two days now. And it's one of those ice pick ones. It's going right in this side. But it's being caused by strain in my upper back and my neck. And I've kind of like, you know, really tried to work it out, but to no avail. I think um, it has a lot to do with how I'm sitting. They always tell you, right? They always tell you that. It's, it's how you're sitting. Like, you know, because I didn't really have any major trauma. And I wasn't, um, you know, warming up for my season with the Giants. So I wasn't, you know, getting getting any of that i basically just moved from one sitting position to another so i think i'm starting to hunch over also if you're cool like i do you carry a lot of your stress right there because it turns out you can put a lot of stress on your shoulders if you if you know what you're doing um yeah let me just check in with the chat here because it sounds super weird to me does it not sound weird to anybody out anybody else out in the uh, in the chat in the chat world, uh, 99wnrr.com, you can be part of the of the conversation. You can also you can also be part of the analysis of said sound. It just it's sounding very troubly to me, and I don't know. I don't think I did it. I mean, listen, there's a hundred thousand things going on here. I could have done a lot of stuff, but. Zero sound issues. Thank you. Uh, I will continue on. And I will just suffer in silence, knowing that the sound is indeed off, and no one but me... <laughs> no one but me is being tortured by it. So that that's good. That, that works for me, because 
I'm here for you people. I'm here for you good people. I'm here for you bad people, but mainly you good people. You good people know who you are, right? I'm not going to go as far as to say the chosen people, but... (laughs) You're definitely my chosen people, and I think that ought to count. And I've been looking into getting a God complex. I hear they're like all the rage, so... Maybe that's how we start. Maybe that. Maybe not. But it's time for some housekeeping. You know what it is? It just sounds like this is just a much hotter microphone. You can't hear me from here, so that's probably pretty good. So it's definitely... So what we have here is a... Is, and I'm not unboxing anything, but we have a Shure SM57B, which means it's a unidirectional microphone, which means as I get closer to the apex of the microphone then uh, it should get louder because it should not be picking up so much over here. I don't know why it is. I think maybe I'll switch to my Rode. But this is a much cooler looking microphone. But like if I could... Well, turns out I can't. (laughs) I was going to wrap something around it because if I could cover it like that. Do you hear that? That really intensifies the sound of everything. Check. Aren't you glad you tuned in today? (laughs) But that gives it the warmth. The warmth that a voice as boomy as mine should enjoy. Because I could just make it really small and then it's like, are we reaching? Hello? Apollo 11? Hello, 99WNRR. Because now it sounds like a monophone, but now it sounds better. I could just talk into the side like this all day. It's me, Luther Van Perlman, on the night's Right, we could do like that deep FM. It's your night bird. <laughs> it is I, Luther. Womp 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 womp. You know, sometimes I forget I actually have an audience to be responsible for, or two, not four. I'm not. Well, listen, <laughs> I've definitely signed some paperwork. Maybe I shouldn't have, but I definitely, I definitely really feel responsible too. But every now and then when I do, like when I'm in this kind of zone, like I say, hey, just you and me. <laughs> like I just want you to know, like if you're enjoying yourself, that's fine. But that is 100% for my enjoyment. And I'm willing to take you along on the ride. That's what we do here in the Hardware Lunchbox. As disgusting as it may seem to most people, just, you know, it's what entertains me. Like, I could definitely do the whole show. Like, it's time for your weekly craving of the week. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. (laughs) It's not the same. I have to slow it down. I'm a heavy set black man. Hello, baby. Whoa, whoa. See, that's... Now it's gross. So I've, I've soiled it. Soiled it. Housekeeping. Stop distracting me. There's a brand new top 20 video out today. Should surprise nobody. Um, it also should occur to nobody, since only ten people are apparently watching. <laughs> so, but that's up from seven. So you know what? You know what? Hang on. It's always- it's always ah. <laughs> I haven't done one of those in a while. <laughs> I lost my tornado siren. Oh no! There it is. All right. You guys still like that? Yeah, I didn't think so. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I soiled it. I know. Uh, brand new top 20. Um, 
You talk about why you don't look for pizza in towns with no Italians. It sounds racist, but it isn't. It's more like a, um, what's the book? Is it the Green Book? I'm just drawing a blank. Uh, they had the Green Book where you, back in the 60s, where it was basically safe for African Americans to travel to some places and not safe. So I think it was the Green Book that let people know, like, uh, where you could go. But I also talk about, uh, uh, Raging Against the Machine a little bit, and I talk about why society kind of fears change if they try and speak some Spanish badly, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I still have a TBD on my Dirty Deeds video that Rebel 9 is going to be releasing. I did, however, release, uh, I think I said last week, I released the performance of Keep You Near from the first annual Bimpy Awards, which I'm sure all of you watched. If not, the link for the Bimpy Awards is in the video, but you can just run on over to Rebel 9. Uh, Rebel 9 Band, yeah, youtube.com slash Rebel 9 Band will get you to all your Rebel 9 needs, uh, including that new video. Uh, I appreciate the likes so far. Um, and uh, the views, of course. But that's really just setting us up for other stuff. And other interesting uh, Rebel 9 video music news. I have not heard back from the people that are working on the lyric videos for Blue and Easy, which, considering it was almost supposed to be ready about two months ago, I just haven't heard from them. And I know it's a little morbid to think, but like in this day and age, you kind of wonder if people just like up and died from like something like COVID or monkeypox. But I feel like she's just a little bit more irresponsible. And maybe that's just... You know, I'm just gonna wait to hear somebody. I gotta email 20 times before I get uh, before I get a response, and that is not unusual in this day and age. I don't know if anybody that works in like those sort of situations where you're depending on other people to respond to you and stuff like that, but it really is just uh, it's like a plethora of like, yeah, fuck it, I don't feel like doing my job today, which is a very millennial trait, by the way. And it's not just me saying that, like statistically, like. And I can go anecdotally if you want. There's a lot of stuff like that where millennials are like, I just don't feel like doing it. And they just don't show up like one day. And they're like, yeah, I don't care. Don't pay me. Uh, like, you don't have any sick days. That's fine. I just didn't want to work today. And, which is like an ethic and like ethos that I don't even understand from my upbringing. But it's not uncommon. So I'm not terribly surprised. <clears throat> in bimp news, if you're so inclined to bimp, as in do you bimp? Should you bimp? Would you bimp? Uh, there's a full interview with Josh from Glasslands. Uh, and then Jeremy and the Harlequins, who I don't know, Seven Questions, came out last night. I'll be checking that out sometime later this week, so feel free to check out All Things Bacon is uh, on Bacon is My Podcast, also on Stranger Hit TV, where you can find your top 20, in case you missed it, or you want to see what that absolutely disgusting thing I just did with the microphone looks like I, looks like on video, and who wouldn't want to do that? <clears throat> Playing again with the set... I think I'm just going to dump this banner. I think that's the problem. I think it's too reflecty. I think it's too vinyl. I think it's very Bee Gees or maybe even some Elvis. And I think I'm just going to go with maybe some black curtains. Uh, I did change the lighting. I didn't turn it off because I, I, I realized it was, look, it was a, it was definitely a look, but it was very like Stockholm Syndrome because it was like super, super lighting. I felt like I was in a bunker. Uh, felt very Mariah Carey, actually, giving out secret messages. And I don't think that this show needs that. And I'm trying to be more appealing, not less appealing. God has already made me less appealing, so I don't really need to add to that because his perfection is majestic. That's um, something I feel like I read in the Bible or was told by somebody that truly believes in what they're saying. <clears throat> um, yeah, man. I, um, I don't even know what to talk about today. I had a couple things I was going to talk about. Uh, earlier in the week and for the life of me I cannot remember them uh, I will say that I was watching 
Uh, I caught the news, not to get super political, but I caught the news this morning. Um, just briefly, I watched two stories. I watched the thing uh, in Florida where Charlie Crist, who was the former governor of Florida as a Republican a few years ago, did some stuff that I wasn't super thrilled about, but it's, I think it's showing kind of where politically the country is going, that he is now running as a Democrat for the governor of Florida. He's, he's currently a congressman. I think he was a senator. I, I honestly forget, but he's currently a congressman. And he switched parties, and he said something. Uh, the, the woman had asked, he's like, you know, what, you know, you left the Republican Party, like, you know, what do you kind of expect? And he was like, I didn't leave the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me. And he talks about, like, the rise of the Tea Party. And I don't know how many people were interested in politics during that time, like, kind of like um, during the rise of the Tea Party. But it was beyond ridiculous. Like, some of the candidates they were running were just dumber than the next. And they were just evil and evil and evil. <clears throat> and it's funny because they really don't hold a candle to the subgeniuses that you got right now. I mean, today's Republican Party is absolutely unbelievable with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates when he's not busy fucking a teenager over state lines. And that fucking bimbo from Colorado that's just like talking about like how much gun violence there is over in Europe. And Europe has to be like, yeah, we've had it one time. And it's not helping that all you guys in America are doing is gun violence, gun violence, gun violence. And honestly, my point, my take at this point is like, since we're allowing everybody to have guns, I feel like there should be a lot less gun violence, right? I was told by very reliable sources on the right that all these good citizens were going to rise up and defend us because they were armed. And so far, I've only seen the one dude that shot some guy in a mall. And yeah, he got that one right. But, you know, what about the guy that shot the security guard? couple years ago because he thought the black security guard was actually the one causing a problem instead of the white guy he was trying to restrain. But that's uh, neither here nor there. <clears throat> I really did have something I was going to talk about, but I don't don't really remember. I do I do find it kind of um, kind of interesting though because I actually <laughs> I actually had oh I remember what it was I was going to talk about the um, the, the new loan. forgiveness that the Biden administration just came out with. And uh, I... But what I was going to say is, like, I actually had a real honest-to-God question that I wanted to answer to, and I didn't know where to go, so I actually wanted to, to see what some of the people I argue with on, on Facebook or, or have argued with on Facebook over over the previous couple of years would have to say on it, and I was asking a question about immigration because, as you know, or if you don't, you should. Uh, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, fuckhead that he is, instead of dealing with the migrant problem at the southern border, since he blames Biden for absolutely everything, which, granted, immigration is a top-level issue for sure. Uh, they seem to think that there were no migrants under Trump, but they were in detention centers and cages, and we were still paying for them then. But I guess that was okay, because... I don't know why. I don't even. I don't even have a sarcastic reason why. But in Abbott's unbelievable stupidity, he's decided to rent buses with the money from Texas taxpayers, which you guys—that's what you voted for—and they're driving migrants up to New York City and basically dropping them off at the Port Authority, which was completely a stunt. And just he was just pissed at Adams, and that's you know, it's a it's a move like. But, you know, my initial take on it is, like, seriously, like, New York City's never seen an immigrant before? I mean, like, what do we... How do you think people got here, like, in the last century, dipshit? Like, they... <sighs> anyway, 
Um, but my issue with it, you know, kind of is like, well, you know, this this all costs money, and I would like to see some sort of accountability and some sort of um, some sort of oversight onto onto this. Now, there's a lot of Catholic charities that are donating the money to help these migrants, and I think it's because uh, Latin America is overwhelmingly Catholic. And honestly, that makes a little bit of sense, right? Take care of your own. Like, that's kind of like an American way. Like, that open arm shit. Like, like America has never been open arms. Like, we just be quite clear about that? Like, where do you think half of the racial stereotypes and slurs come from? They come from America. Mainly the Lower East Side as waves of Europeans came in. You think all those really cool nicknames for Italians and, you know, the Irish and the Jews and the Germans? Like, really... You really think that that just, like, didn't come from anywhere? No, man. It came from just south of Houston Street in New York City. Like, like that's that's where that came from. Like, nobody made up, like, names in Texas. Like, nobody gives a shit. And also, let's not forget that, like, we stole Texas, right? Texas is Mexico. So, you know, like, uh, the one dude has that one joke about all the Mexicans in, like, Southern California. And he's like, you know, why don't you go back to where you came from? And then he's like, well, listen... Um, I am where I came from. You guys just took it over, so there's, you know, there's that. I think it's Ralphie Day. No, Louis, uh, not Ralphie Day. Uh, Joey Diaz. That's Joey Diaz's joke. Trying to give proper credit. Uh, but my, my point is, is that, like, this all costs money, and I, and I was wondering, like, what, what are the solutions coming from the right that apparently the left is just ignoring? Because I, I realize that the ultra left are like, let everybody in, everybody deserves a chance, like, Hold on. Because there literally is stuff like housing issues. Like, these are not... We're not trying to populate, like, Wyoming, right? Which, honestly, would be really funny. Because that's... That's fine by me. I mean, Wyoming is so fucked up. Like, they only have one congressman because they don't have enough space. Now, I think Vermont is like that, too, right? Because it just... They just don't have enough people. Uh, no, sorry. They don't have enough people. Whatever I just said about Wyoming, it's about they don't have enough people there to, to justify more than one congressman. So that they have that in there in Vermont, maybe even Alaska. But they still have two senators because every state gets two senators. So the minority can hold the majority uh, from doing anything. So there's, there's that. Uh, but, like, yeah, we could populate Wyoming and just balance it out. But, no, we're going to drop them in a city, the world's largest city, or the country's largest city with 8 million people, and we're just going to throw more people in it. So even just at a bare minimum, like, there's there's shelter space that people are complaining about, like, the homeless in New York City. Like, well, we can't fill it with people from other places either. Like, we need to kind of come up with a solution for that. And, of course, there's always money in social services. And I am definitely starting to swing a lot more conservative on the social services aspect of things because... There's just no responsibility coming at this point. And honestly, I think it's becoming a bit too much. And that might sound surprising coming out of my mouth, given like my very kind of we don't let people die in the streets in this country, which I still believe. But I also don't think that like everyone has to get Velveeta, right? Like that's the good cheese, right? Velveeta, everybody? That's sorry, Brie? I don't know. I'm not a big cheese eater. Um, but like I was curious, like what, what exactly like we should do like i'm open to ideas and it's literally the beginning of a discourse and a discussion and zero of those people on the right or people that i've argued with had anything to say and uh bill was actually up there bill seems to be kind of like ideologically aligned with me on at least most things or things that we've conversed so far and you know 
him and I basically were just having a conversation about how nobody has any real ideas because there really aren't any. So, like, it brought me to thinking, like, if your only idea is to just oppose what the other party has to say, like, that you're an idiot and you're basically the problem. And not basically, you're entirely the problem because that doesn't solve anything. Like, I understand that people don't like Trump. I understand that people don't like Biden. I got news for you. I don't like either of them. So it's it's really easy to just bash things and bash, you know, that and bash this and stuff like that. But, like, how about a solution? Like, I know, like, here in New York, like, uh, Lee Zeldin is running for governor. He doesn't stand a chance, mainly because he's a Republican in a Democratic state. But he's also wrong on pretty much every single issue because he is. Like, read the fucking room, dude. Like, he wants to, like... He's definitely, like, walking back to restricting a woman's right to choose, but he's not interested in codifying, you know, the right to abortion in the New York State Constitution, which honestly is what it needs, because that fight is coming, like I keep saying. But this dude also wants to have fracking in upstate New York, and it's like, dude, we've been over this. Like, fracking has basically ruined the lives of a lot of rural Pennsylvania, because Pennsylvania now, which was not once famous for earthquakes, is now famous for earthquakes. They're also able to light their water on fire from time to time because of fracking spells and stuff like that. Do we really want this in this country? And they're always just bitching about, like, well, we need energy independence. Like, okay, fracking isn't the way to do it. To try and get more of a substance that's absolutely going to run out at some point that's proving to be dangerous all over the place. Like, stop with your fucking oil, dude. We're going to run out. You're old. You're outdated. Just knock it the fuck off. Like, there's plenty of other things to do. And people are always bitching about, like, batteries and they cost this and electric cars but how do you think progress gets made dude the first cars had a goddamn crank in front of it you think any of these fucking white pussies are gonna get out gonna get out of their car in the winter and crank up their car of course not they probably buy a black man and make him do it i mean if there was still slavery which apparently something they also want I read a lot this week. It's amazing I had a lot to say about absolutely nothing, because what I wanted to talk about was actually debt relief for for students and stuff like that, which I think is a really good idea to a degree, and I kind of want to know how that's going to get paid for, because we give a lot of tax credits to a lot of people, and I'm not one of them, and I would really like to get on that gravy train, but I already paid off my student loan. I am also not a uh, multi-millionaire. And I make too much to get free health care, and I don't make enough to start putting stuff in the Cayman Islands. So, what about me, bub? And I know that sounds awful, because it really shouldn't be about me, and it shouldn't be about any of us me's. But at some point, kind of got to take a look at, and take stock about what's going on. And this, this isn't a Republican ideal. Because believe me, the Republicans aren't about that. Republicans are all about big business tax cuts. Because they're like, it'll trickle down. Have you ever heard that phrase, trickle down? Like, all they're really saying to to you is like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to give our friends a lot of money because they got us elected and we're going to fuck you in the process. That's what trickle down means. That means trickle down your back till we fuck you really hard. And I feel like I'm using a lot of explicit ex- expletives today. And I really shouldn't do that but to be perfectly honest my tum tum hurts a little bit and it's just making me a little irritated and my headache is just not stopping and that's effectively my state of the union right now which blows but what are you gonna do i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna listen to rise against i'm gonna have some coffee and i'm gonna come back i'm gonna yell at you some more or yell towards you i never yell at you 
I love you guys. You're the best. Promise. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Short girl problems for days, right there. Quiet on the scene, loud on Instagram, as always. So, I don't know if you guys are okay for anybody that's not familiar with Snopes.com. What Snopes.com is is basically a fact tracking organization. They have been forever. Um, I don't know like what their accuracy rate is, but like they seem to do some due diligence and they really do put out like 
at least backing documents on stuff. But what's funny, because what Snopes is like really kind of like, I guess the most famous for is proving stuff that's not true, right? So if you're like, oh, did President Obama actually say that? Hold on. My briefcase fell onto my foot. Can't have that. Everything's going off the rails. It's more famous for like, did Obama say this? Did Trump say this? And then usually what you do is you, when you search it and you look, Snopes comes up and you usually go on. And it's usually, it's what it is, the format is the quote. And then right under it is usually either false or partially false or partially true or whatever. In my experience, I find it to be very rarely correct or true. But I was just talking about uh, our hero, Marjorie Taylor Greene, probably the dumbest person uh, certainly the dumbest woman in Congress. Although that chick from Colorado is definitely giving her a run for it. This is she's from Georgia, and I would love to personally meet the people that voted for her because she is such trash and just trash in general. She's also white trash, but she is just trash as a person, and she is dumb as a fucking doorknob. And like as much fun as people like to make fun of AOC because she was like a waitress and doesn't know everything, like and I don't agree with AOC all the time. In fact, I'm probably like 50-50 with her, but like they trash her. Taylor Green is literally the dumbest thing I have ever heard tweet. And I have very, very dumb people in my circle. But she's just unbelievable. So <laughs> the the thing and I follow if you don't follow, um I, I it's a it's a good account to follow. It's no lie with Brian Taylor Cohen. It's just just things that people say, like, and he just retweets them or, put, or puts them out. So like, kind of keeps you like what? Because the sound, the echo chamber, and the Republican noise machine, just in general, works on the principle of like, I'm going to say something outlandish, and then ten other people are going to say it, and then pretty soon it's going to become fact. Like, you, I don't know if anybody remembers the whole Obama birth certificate thing, but like, there are people in this country, like 20 percent, that still believe he wasn't born in America. Dude was born in Hawaii. They have his birth certificate. It's kind of a non-issue. But even people as dumb as former President Trump are like, no, maybe he wasn't. You know, his father is from like, dude, he was born in the United States. Like, end of fucking story. Like, why? I don't even know why we have to keep engaging that level of stupidity. This is why, like, I've, I've, I've had it with, like, election deniers. Like, if you're going to deny the election anymore, like, you're just dead to me. Because you're obviously too stupid to figure out anything else on your own. Like, and that's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not interested in having conversations with somebody that, like, can't figure out the basics. Right? Just, I'm not. Uh, anyway. So, Taylor Green, um, is... So she's talking about, like, solar power and about how, like, it's it's bad. It's never going to work, right? Like, first of all, it's going to be the way most advanced civilizations, like, power things until they figure out, like, how to just harness nuclear energy. But you see the problems we have with nuclear stuff as it is, right? Like, it's, it's dangerous. Um, but, like, you know, we'll figure it out at some point. We'll have, like, matter, antimatter, and we'll be all, like, all Geordie LaForge on Star Trek and stuff like that. But for right now, renewable resources are brilliant. Like, we aren't running out of... Like, we're, we're not running out of solar power for 5.9 billion years. Slightly longer than it's going to take us to run out of oil. Seems like something worth investing in. Just saying. Also, wind turbines and stuff like that. These are just, this is just like free stuff. Like, we've been, we've been making money off of Niagara Falls or making electricity off of Niagara Falls since electricity started. Like, you guys know that, right? Like, the whole Westinghouse plan was basically just turbines coming from like Niagara Falls and stuff. Problem with, that was that Westinghouse had a DC plan, 
right? Like that was that was a problem. It was Edison, or actually Tesla, uh, but they did the AC, and then they were able to do that. But like we've been harnessing power from rivers forever. You guys ever seen like a stone mill, like in Europe? You know what powers that? Water. It's crazy. Like if you look, like you'll see windmills and like you know, like Don Quixote. I don't know if you know Don Quixote, but he actually used to joust with windmills. Do you know why they had windmills? Because it was a renewable source of power. And people back then were even smarter than the dumbasses the Republicans are sending to Congress now. Anyway, that whole long intro is this. So, uh, not all that long ago, but Marjorie Taylor Greene stepped into a big other pile of stupid. And the question is basically this on Snopes. Did Marjorie Taylor Greene suggest solar and wind power aren't enough to power a home? Now, I fully expected as I scrolled down on this to be partially true, partially not, whatever. But I did not expect... Correct. <laughs> the claim was U.S. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene suggested that solar and wind energy energy don't provide enough electricity to power a home and that she doesn't, quote, want to have to go to bed when the sun sets. Yeah, man. Yep. Marjorie Taylor Greene believes generating electricity from wind turbines and solar panels will result in the loss of air conditioning and home appliances. Green says, quote, I like the lights on. I want to stay up later at night. I don't want to have to go to bed when the sun sets. This is somebody that people in Georgia sent to Congress to represent them. So who's dumber, her or them? I, dude, couldn't even tell you. What I can tell you is that she's an embarrassment to this country, as are the people that sent her to Congress. I can also tell you that the Struts have new music out, and it's, man, it's a catchy mother... It just is. Fallin' With Me on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I think it really is telling, like, to me specifically, in my own personal existence, how irritated and excited and not the good kind of excited just you know excitement uh i get um just even talking politics like i really shouldn't be this upset about anything because it really doesn't you know i mean it affects me and it affects my family and stuff like that like i would definitely be more uh, inclined to talk about policy than actual just stupid people in politics but man whew, I gotta, I gotta cut it down because I can, I can imagine like how people that don't like Biden just like get more and more and more rabid every time. Like I really hate Marjorie Taylor Greene, but I also think she represents what's wrong with that you know sector of Americans. Like I think she's you know, as much as she is the problem. Like I say about Trump, as much as she is the problem, she's more representative of what the actual problem is. Um, you know, I will tell you there's a there's a series on Netflix right now. Um, Blank. It's Ron Howard and Brian Glazier, um, Web of Make Believe, and it's about um, about things like online and how per- pervasive stuff online is and how corrosive it is. Um, and you know, it's interesting. I'm not all the way through it, but the third episode in the series of four is about like um, this woman, young woman, who basically found herself in kind of like the neo-Nazi party. And she talks about, like, her involvement and why, like, she was wanting to be part of something. and But, like, also, once she kind of got into it, she realized, like, how... Like, once she got further along, like, in trusted sectors, like, 
what these people like over at like Identity Europa like really think and what their real plan is and why they are putting forward like much more moderate kind of things because they know that's the only way they can get things done. Like I talked about how Indiana last week um, passed that basically near total abortion ban uh, in, in the great state or formerly great state of Indiana. And the Republicans, uh, half of the Republicans were like, well, you know, it's not, it doesn't go as far as we wanted, but, you know, we'll take what we can get for now. And it's like, that's exactly what the alt-right was doing. Like, they were putting guys, you know, that look nice. They wouldn't use any Jewish slangs. They wouldn't use any black slangs. They wouldn't, use, you know, Mexican slangs. They put them in suits and they, you know, people that know how to talk. Because I will tell you, propagandists, they really do know how to speak. I don't know if you know this one dude, this uh, Adolf something or other. Like, boy, could he motivate a people. So, like, don't think that, like, just because you can speak and look good in a suit doesn't mean you don't have hidden motives. But I recommend at least that third episode because it's a very interesting story from her perspective. Um, and she's not innocent at all, and nor does she kind of claim to be. But she really did hit a line, and she was like, that's just not something that I could fully cross. But it was a, a glimpse into... Um, this sort of ideology. And like I said, like if you think that like this stuff stops with the people that are in Congress or people get elected to be president of the United States, you're mistaken because the problem is way bigger than that. These are just like what we're seeing. Like you heard the analogy of like icebergs, like, you know, 90% of it is below the waterline. Like these are not extreme people that are getting to office compared to the people that are putting them there. So anyway, I think that's all I'm going to talk about politics today, if I can help it. I've got other stuff to talk about eventually. But I also, uh, I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Does it box? (laughs) Our very own Donna made the mistake of putting forward a band she really likes. And now we shall analyze Donna's choice. We'll be putting Donna in the spotlight. I'm totally kidding. Please send in all music that you like, and we'll give it a listen. I did give it a listen. It's uh, The band's called Living Room, and the song is called Petrol Head, and I dug it. I didn't, like, oh, that's awesome, but, like, it was good enough to bring to the rest of the class. I mean, it's not fruit-striped gum, but, like, you know, maybe juicy fruit. Not sure. But it's time for you all to give it a listen and let me know, does it indeed box? It's Living Room on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. All right. So I'm going to do something now that I don't usually do. Uh, So I'm going to really trash a song here. (laughs) And I don't want to do it, but honestly, the song is making me do it. So I played that song last week, uh, something, 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 and, and Taylor Acorn. So I looked a little bit more into Taylor Acorn. And... You know, I think as a performer and a singer, she's fine. Um, but I pulled up this song called Shapeshifting, and it just, I liked it well enough. Uh, but it was really bothering me, and I couldn't figure out what was bothering me about it right away. It took a little bit. Um, and then it kind of just sort of occurred to me that what I wasn't liking about it so much was the fact that it was really very lazily written. The lyrics are incredibly trite. And almost every single part of it is cliche. And I 
think the reason that bothered me so much is because I, like a lot of other songwriters, run into other songwriters, and I'm air, you can't see it, but I'm air quoting the second songwriter, and I don't like people that, or sorry, I don't like songwriters that just throw stuff down uh, and like kind of wedge stuff into place just because they think people are going to like it. Now, I am certainly guilty of having done that. Uh, certainly in the past when I was learning basically how to write, and that's fine. But I was not a published and produced artist at that point. I have also done it on occasion since then when I've tried to elicit something very specifically from an audience, but I do not base an entire song around it. It's usually a part where I'm looking for a level of engagement. I keep in mind the live audience. Uh, when I write some stuff. Although, by some stuff, I mean probably one thing, right? There's one song in recent memory that I've done that specifically for. Um, but I don't like it, and it bothers me. And I think laying that stuff over a good-sounding song, like musically, you know, you a good song is a good song. Good melody, a good melody is important. Um, you know, a good musical bed is important. I think they're all not only important, but necessary things to have a good song. But I, I, I think the fact that just the lyrics are just... And, and it's something that like kind of everybody can kind of relate to. Everybody understands what she's saying and what she's talking about. Because it's written like a horoscope. And we can all find stuff in it. But it's not brilliantly written like an epic poem. <laughs> right? Like something really good. And I think this morning, and again, I'm not feeling super well because I have this headache that's really just kicking my ass. But I think this morning I found a version of this song that was really done way better. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play you the, the Taylor Acorn shapeshifting song. We're all going to hear it. I want you to listen for the lyrics that are just penned in there. She does a lot about, like... Um, something when I can't sleep and like I'm going home alone and all that other stuff. First of all, it's also very egocentric, which is always kind of a turnoff. Like I don't necessarily need to know, like hear an entire song about you unless of course it's like Taylor Swift, but even Taylor Swift tends to write about we more than me. She's also a much, much better songwriter than most other people out there. And if it seems like I'm holding, you know, women to a higher standard, because I am. Like, I feel like they should be a little bit better. They get a lot of freebies, in my opinion, because they're women front front women. And yep, that can be sexist all day, but we can definitely bear that out with statistics if you want. Um, but I really do think, like, a little effort could have been given here and maybe a little honesty. And I know that I've spoken with other songwriters that I'm close to when we are working with other songwriters who just refuse to lay out anything real in the song it is so transparent to us and it is such a turnoff like musically speaking to me like lay it out there or don't right like be a pop princess but if you want to like delve into the actual world of singing stuff like even stand atlantic who i'm getting like super tired of because they're she just keeps popping up everywhere like that song blurry or drink to drown even like jesus christ man if that song didn't actually happen in her life like, then she is one of the most brilliant storytellers since Walt Disney. Because, like, that's what you want. If you're going to sing this, make a connection. Paint the scene. Paint the picture. Make us believe. Bring us in. And I feel like this just doesn't. So 
listen to this, give it give it a listen, uh, listen to the lyrics specifically, see if you hear what I hear in it, the shallowness, the, the cliche, the trite, and all that other stuff, and then we'll talk about it on the other side. But the song's still pretty good. I mean, it just could be better. But they didn't ask me. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Now, honestly, just hearing in the chat at 99WNRR.com, if you feel so inclined, uh, hearing that it's all over TikTok surprises absolutely no one, mainly me, because that, in my opinion, is the most vapid and shallow and wasteful element corner of entertainment in the world. Like, And honestly, I'm not slamming anybody that does it, because I believe fully in the... Um, in the escapism that it offers, right? Like all of those things. Like I am, I am completely, you know what? Actually, let's save that for after. Cause while that's fresh in your head, what I want to point out is what I consider to be a very good version of almost effectively the same song. Uh, now the song is a song called all you wanted and it's by Michelle branch. Now I covered this song years ago, so I might be super biased, but the thing you need to know about Michelle branch is that she was 17 years old when she was signed to Maverick records and released the spirit room not long after that. And when you want to talk about an actual connection and a real personal investment in lyrics and songs and ideas, you'll be hard pressed to find somebody, especially a female front woman doing a better job than she does here. It's all you wanted on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. And I do apologize for shitting on other people and their music and stuff like that, but I really do believe, and I'm not, songs were way better back then, but songs were way better when people honestly cared about them, like cared about what they were saying. When it matters to them, it'll matter to you, and it just creates a better song. I'd like to think I could just write a song to just be popular and successful, but I also tried that when I did that last G. Davy record. And as much fun as it was actually hitting number one on the CMJ station, I still had my day job the next day. and didn't endear me to anybody at all. But, you know, you write a song, a few songs about, like, it being too hard and maybe giving up and all that other stuff. And all of a sudden, everybody really takes notice of, of what it means to feel those things. And I think that that's important. If I'm going to bother, it's going to be real. And I will tell you, the brand new song that I just wrote is all about that. And speaking of brand new songs, here's one that just isn't, but it's awesome anyway. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So I was sitting at rehearsal with my band uh, last Thursday, minding my own business, I might, I might add. Literally minding my own business. My producer informs me that I did not play enough Jack White on the show last week because somebody had to leave early and it wasn't me. But listen, just so I don't hear about it again, I get told on by people at the box to my producer there's a little Jack White Hard Rock Lunch Box Once Upon a Time not too long ago I made the mistake of listening to Magnolia Park and now Spotify thinks it's my absolute favorite band and sends me stuff every single week from them I gotta admit I did not like this song as much as I liked some of the other songs but there is a I guess it's a resolution in what's probably the bridge that has just been sticking with me like I don't know, like a stick. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I was asked not too long ago what my favorite Deftones record actually was, and honestly, I had to put it on pause and give it some serious thought, because it is close across the board. I will say I'm a huge fan of pretty much everything they've done since Adrenalize. It was kind of hard to pick out, but since White Pony was just so goddamn important to the genre and to the band and life-changing for me personally... 
think it gets the nod on this particular one. Besides, it's have to be one of the greatest riffs in the history of rock ever. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So, some million and a half years ago, Eve Six became a band. Uh, they had a song, something about a blender. I want to put my tender heart in the blender. Uh, and then they came out with another song uh, called Promise. Both really, really great songs. And I've, I, I gotta tell you, I have a lot of respect for a band like that that has enough to sit back on and just go out and play and do shows. But they actually keep writing. And a lot of it is like a miss, but at least it still sounds like them, but evolved. And I always appreciate bands that evolve. I really used to say it forever man just chasing that sound or that song that was like a big hit sort of sometime for the rest of ever is just it's it's a thankless thing and it's just never going to get you where you need to go in my opinion yeah there are definitely some exceptions right like some bands just sound the way they do and should and some of my favorite bands are like that like even like a day to remember like if they just put out you know, for those who have heart for the rest of ever, like, I think it was that good. Same with Deftones. If they just want to put out, like, around the fur over and over again, like, I'd be fine with that. But at least they evolve, right? They do new stuff. They, they traipse into new areas and stuff like that, which I really appreciate. And so I'd never really expect all that much from Eve 6, but I really do like that they do keep putting out new stuff. And they did, they did it again. And I... This one, I gotta say, I really like. It's a little silly, and it's not as good as, like, Promise, which I loved. Um, but, man, I've, I've listened to it. I've listened to it more than more than, more than than I should have. Let's just say that. And the song's called Mr. Darkside, and it's just typical Eve 6, but with a little stink on it from, like, the 2020s, and I dig it. But it's brand new. It's on the box, and you can tell me how wrong I am if you want after, or... Or not. That's cool, too. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So whether you like that song or not, you'll probably be humming it along in your head for a little while. And I'm sorry about that, but I think it was worth doing. Also, as we said in the chat here, definitely check out the photo art, the album art for that single. I don't know who that dude is, but I feel like we all know him, and we've probably seen him at a couple of shows around here. I'm thinking Beery's, definitely Amneville Music Hall, but nothing as classy as Rams. By the way, can we just all agree on one thing? Like, can we never, as a group, refer to anything that's going to be at Rams as the show of the summer? It's an embarrassment to everybody that, like, plays music ever. There will never be the show of the summer at Rams, ever. It is a depressing hit of a place it always has been like let's just take it for what it is like it, it like that's like we'll have the show of the summer in like my you know out east i'm thinking i don't know what's what's the meth town out there uh waiting river like is that it no uh damn it what is it um something heights anyway the meth town where nobody has any teeth the show of the summer is never going to be out there can we just agree anyway uh 
Yeah, and it's definitely, I think, a, uh, a take on Mr. Brightside because the song's called Mr. Darkside, which I enjoy anyway. So uh, I got another new song for you. Yes, I came prepared because I'm that good. Uh, but I, I have this other new, and I'm taking full credit for this. This was completely me surfing around. I have absolutely no idea. I feel like I've heard the name in the band before, but I did check out their top song and immediately didn't like it. Like, immediately didn't like it. So... I don't know how this one snuck into my world. I forget. I think I was coming from, like, the Interrupters. By the way, both the Interrupters and the Goo Goo Dolls had songs in my release radar this week that I didn't particularly care for, so I didn't pull them. But it did lead me over to something called The Jins with a J, J-I-N-S, which I think, honestly, sounds like super, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it feels racist to even say, like, ugh, The Jins are moving in. But, like... Maybe that's me, because in my head, I'm secretly racist against the gins. Or maybe it's a Star Trek thing. Were there gins in Star Trek? I feel like there might have been. And maybe that's it. But anyway, the song's called Stay Please. I dig it. I, You know what? I effing dig it. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. I don't think you people realize just how difficult it is, week in and week out figure out which Craving Strange song really represents what I'm feeling right now. Well, I'm here to tell you. I couldn't find one this week. So I just picked one I haven't heard in a long time. It's a classic. I don't think it gets enough love. I don't think it gets enough play. But I'm here to rectify that because I will be hero of the Craving Strange world for the next 3 minutes and 30 seconds. 30.9 seconds. And that's your only hint. Anyone guess what it is? 3 minutes? 30 seconds? Anyone? Point nine? Hi there. Nothing? You could say you're denying me the opportunity of you guessing that song. Or you're in denial because you don't appreciate how good that song is. Maybe you just want to hear one of the new songs, one of the new releases. Well, I'm here to deny you that as well. On the box.
Not once, not never. Nope. Whose chair is that? Who bought that goddamn chair? That's not my chair. Not my Hard Rock Lunch Box. Not my problem, that's what I say. Hard to go wrong with a little alkaline trio there. Everybody likes the alkaline trio, yeah? It was a Loudwire interview with Matt Skiba. He says he doesn't even know if he's in Blink-182 anymore. He took over for Tom DeLonge when he basically just left, because I don't even know why, but apparently Tom's back in the band. No one's telling him anything, and that's fine. I don't think he, I don't think he cares. I think he liked the gig. I think he was probably good at it, but, man, he belongs in Alkaline Trio. If you're not an Alkaline Trio fan, like I'll, I'll start sticking that back in, because they're definitely one of my favorite bands for sure, and every now and then I just really rabbit pull into their material and it's just ugh, it's so good. but I digress because we are out of time once again I know thank you thank you very much thank you for spending some of your Thursday afternoon here with me and the Hard Rock Lunchbox I hope you heard something you liked hope you heard something that maybe made you think I apologize again for all the political stuff when it just gets me all edgy and stuff like that but I am trying to live uh, a good life and I have to live here currently and it just bothers me when people actively try and ruin it with stupidity ideology is fine stupidity is not right if you know if you believe in something different than me then we're good we can have a conversation if you believe in something just because you if you don't believe in something just because you refuse to believe in it well then you're an idiot as I just mentioned to somebody like yeah man all fire was magic until people understood science like that's what we need smarter people to engage in the conversation and less smart people to maybe I don't know shut the fuck up and go back to their coal mines and do whatever it is that they are complaining other people are taking their jobs because they clearly aren't contributing anything to the good part of the ether and with that I will shut up and bid you adieu and leave you the only way I know how with something absolutely ridiculous because why not speaks to all of us well most of us well okay mainly me see you next week in the box hard rock Lunch box.